Hello and welcome to the Minor Break Podcast. I am your host, Nina Shogaliva. And I'm Sarah Bassage. And today we are going to talk about how to cut all of your expenses. All. Everything from your rent down to your iCloud subscription. Every single thing that you can think of under the earth. Maybe not every single. <laughs> most We're trying things. most of them. Um, most that most people will go through, not yes. like any specific circumstances. Yeah. General. Yeah. General, general personal finance. Um, and we're going to do that by using our method, which yes. is called save, save spend, spend or substitute. substitute. Oh, that was cringe. But <laughs> it is our method that we are quietly proud of. Yeah. I think it's very nice. And I use it quite a lot in yeah. life. You know, everything that I have to spend money on, I yep. just think first. Save, spend, or substitute. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we will break that down a little bit. Yes. And talk about what it what it actually is, what the method is. Yes. Should so, I kick us off? Yeah. What is save? <laughs> well, it's a little bit implied, but we'll give you a bit of a definition, shall we? So save insinuates prioritizing financial goals over convenience purchases by avoiding and reducing unnecessary expenses. So it might involve cutting something out mm-hmm. and completely sacrificing it yeah, for the sake of saving for a financial goal. Yeah. Nina, what's spend? So spending or spend is allocating your resources to enhance your current experience or quality of life. So Ooh. something that you, yep. you know, if you spend money on, you will gain from it in other ways other than financially, you know, like mental well-being or peace of mind or something mm-hmm. like that and then last but not least is Definitely substitute yes. so substitute is around making conscious choices that mm-hmm. involve shopping around making trade-offs such as opting for cost effective alternatives mm-hmm. whilst also keeping your expenses in check in line not go- getting out of control yeah yeah and it's honestly just a balance between yeah. all of these absolutely and it's it allows for balance between like saving for the future, enjoying your present moment. Yes. And really making smart spending decisions, I think. Absolutely. And we really want to pride ourselves on you walking away with key takeaways. Yes. So what are our learning objectives from this episode? <laughs> I really yes. like thinking we'll about them on the like whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so hopefully by the end of this, if you haven't got that from our first episode where we did that, you will have a list of all of your expenses. And if you haven't done that, go watch episode, listen. More listen, like. More yeah. listen or watch TikToks on episode <laughs> one. Otherwise, we'll also go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we will go through on how to judge or change your expenses. Mm, and that can be a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. But... With our save, spend, and substitute mm. method that I say in a very cringeworthy manner. Save, spend, the substitute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> theme song. Theme song. We will build on that throughout the whole episode. Mm. So before we get started, we're going to go through four things to consider yep. before actually save, spend, or substituting your life. Your life. <laughs> your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Yeah, um, how to actually cut all of your expenses with that method? Yeah, and how to you know? Yeah, what are the things to consider before getting started? 
Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much number one, shop arounds, or if you like the term I have, answer shop. Mm. Mm. Have you heard that one before, Nina? I don't think so. Thank you. Thank you. Is that your your personal invention also? Like the spend the (laughs) (laughs) substitute method? Um, I think I heard like a colleague in the country say it once when uh, people used to call up asking for different answers. But that actually kind of talks a little bit about what it means. Hmm. So basically when I say shop around or answer shop, I'm saying get a better better deal Mm -hmm. or another provider. Oh. Ooh, scandalous. All or nothing. All or nothing. (laughs) So pretty much when we say answer shop, we want you to contact your current provider and get a better deal. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't need to be confrontational. Go through web chat, go through Facebook Messenger. That's a really good one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I hate calling. Yeah, same. I I love live chats. I love that every website has one now. Yes, it's pretty good. Yeah. Doc standard. And yeah, absolutely. Us say I'm considering other providers at the moment. Mm -hmm. What's the best deal you can do? And if they say nothing, say, can I please speak to retention team? Your retention team, your loyalty team, member retention. Yeah, yeah. And they will always say no because they're trying to make you give up. They're trying to gatekeep you from the real deals. (laughs) Do not do not. (laughs) You know, really manifest your inside Karen. Yeah. And say, no, please transfer me. And they will. Yeah, they have to. Otherwise, you, you know, that kind of defeats the point of a support team. And when you speak to that team, they will generally come back with a better deal. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, consider what terms you are contracted yeah. under. Maybe Be very careful yeah. of exit costs. Yeah. Because that can always really grab you. Yeah, that's true. And consider other providers. Hmm. Number two, Nina. Number two is leverage. So. What's the best you can get out of that thing that you're thinking about? So like things like cashback hubs. Mm. Maybe, you know, you have to pay for some things, but maybe you can at least get some, you know, money back from it. Loyalty. Loyalty. Any of the like Chrome extensions Mm. as well. I think that's a very useful tool. There is, um, you know, like a price watch tools, um, you know, things like, you know, finding some discount codes as well. Yes. Um, those are all very useful tools. Absolutely. A hundred percent do a Google search. I nearly paid for a membership that was advertised for $70. Oh. I then checked my promotional emails mm-hmm. and I found a secret hidden offer because they wanted to keep me on as a member and renew oh. for $30. Oh, that's pretty sweet. But if I hadn't have checked my promotional emails with the brand known. name, I would have missed out. Never known. Yeah. You never know. Got to check. Yeah, promotional emails is a good one, mm-hmm. but it's hard to keep track of them as well sometimes. Yes. So you can just search it up in your Absolutely. Yeah. I think emails can get really messy really quickly. So always do uh, kind of a rule of thumb is um search the brand in your promotional emails. Mm-hmm. Search up the brand and sign up. Yeah. Um, you know, offers, offers mm-hmm. in Google. Yeah. And then also look up for any hashtag or affiliates yeah. that might be offering on a discount code. Social media, yeah. On social media. Yeah. One day that might be us. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Please sponsor us, someone. Um, <laughs> but yes, and then we'll go into the number three thing to consider yeah. is to reevaluate your actual needs. Yes. Don't be 
fooled yes by the upgrade sometimes they might be like oh you'll get all of this amazing speed and data if you sign up to this phone plan but you're like i only actually use like 25 gigabytes of data a month and i don't need 180 (laughs) like you're offering me so it's a really good one so pretty much we recommend and we sometimes get sucked into being fooled as well yep but really go into analyzing what you actually use Mm -hmm. usage on bills um, and also think about the consumer value you are receiving from your provider. Yeah. Because you might be able to get a better deal somewhere else. Yes. Correct. So number four is consider whether the benefit outweighs the cost. And when we say that. Yeah. <laughs> Calculate cost per use mm-hmm. of whatever thing. I think the the one example that we keep mentioning <laughs> is the gym membership. I yes. think that's such a um you know like a easier way to calculate a cost per use Mm. you know depending on how many times a week you go and whatever um but same thing is applied to you know many things yeah absolutely it's one of those things with you know your coffee in the morning if you're just wanting that hit of caffeine and you don't care if it's barista made Mm. maybe really think about whether it's convenience or enhancing your experience of life yeah that's another thing that and you know back to the gym membership example say you're going four or five times a year Mm -hmm. is it going to be cheaper for you to pay the exit cost yeah or just pay per visit yeah which is more expensive but you at least not pay not keep paying for them absolutely and i think you know, we're all for gym memberships if you use them. Yeah. But if you aren't using them, consider the roadblocks and things like that. But we'll go further into that down mm-hmm. the track. But really think about everything you spend money on, mm-hmm. whether it's a bill, it's yeah. a direct debit coming out of your account. We're going to work with you to go through seven expense categories. Yes. And get you to basically, like we said, save, spend or substitute, but also make a judgment or a change whether you are okay. With, with with that yeah. with that yeah with that spending I think that's very important because again you might be forgetting about the yeah. why the why the why <laughs> but yeah let's dive into the seven categories of expenses that we will go through today okay let's do it so that's going to be housing mm-hmm. utilities telcos food transport health and wellness and entertainment dun 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 Woo-hoo. So I think that's kind of like, obviously, we could have broken it down into more categories, but I think those are kind of like the bare bone, um, what everyone's using. Absolutely. So. It kind of covers everyone. And by all means, please DM us or give us a comment. Yeah. In, you know, on one if of our posts, if you want to hear about something, something yeah. in particular. Yeah. yeah. More in depth. Yeah. And we'll start with housing just because I think that's the most important one. All of, all of them. Shelter. We are talking rent or mortgage payments. Yes. Obviously, different circumstances. If you live at home, for example, with your parents or, or something. board. If you're paying boarding or lodgings or something oh, yeah. to your parents. Yeah. yeah, fair. So even that you can consider it. But generally, it's a fixed kind of payment. There isn't yeah. a lot you can shop around, it, especially in this economy. Unfortunately, yeah. it's quite tough to just be like, oh, well, I'll move to a different place. Because it also incurs costs when you move. Yeah, I would know. So <laughs> not to toot my own horn because it's kind of not so uh, 
exciting. <laughs> but I've moved over seven times in the past five years. I have moved so many times as well. It's last, exhausting. Last couple of years I've been living in the same spot. But before that, I would move every six months. Really? Yeah. It's just you've really got to think about a couple of things. And, you know, rent is kind of fixed for the most mm. part when you sign an agreement until yep. your, your renewal comes up. Um, but really think about firstly, write down what yep. is your rent or what is the amount you're paying for housing each period, each week, each fortnight, each month. Mm-hmm. And because it is hard to change, mm-hmm. really think about um, the longevity of you being there. Yep. And when it comes to the next time you move or when you um, are moving out for the first time, perhaps, mm-hmm. really consider location. Yes. And what trade-offs come off with commuting as well as the cost of moving. Yeah. And the cost of getting set up, furnishing a place, things like that. Or getting a removal if if you have like a lot of furniture or something. It gets very expensive. Yeah, it really does. Removalists can be thousands of dollars, so it's not very exciting. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, consider a lot of those things and, you know. Do your best when you move next. And I think it's good to consider kind of your future plans in mm. that kind of um, category. So, you know, you actually think it's like, well, if I move to this place, is it realistic for me to stay? Will my job change if I'm moving for commuting closer? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, and we'll go down to utilities. Yes. Um, so yeah. utilities, we're talking electricity gas and water if relevant if you have a property then council rates and things like that but what we want you to do is look at your quarterly bills Mm -hmm. look at past years because you know different seasons you might be using heating or air conditioning yeah so you want a true reflection of what you're spending yeah i I think past year is probably the best past year okay Mm -hmm. a second the motion and write that number down Yes. You want to average it out to, to whatever period suits you. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can kind of go into shopping around or answer shopping. Answer shopping. Like Make likes. it a thing. Yeah. Make it a thing. Put it on a t-shirt, please. <laughs> <laughs> answer shop. But yes. So I think the best kind of resource that's mm. government supported resource is energymadeeasy.gov.au. That's a good one. So you can actually see what energy plans um, are and what are they charging. Um, And you can compare it with other providers as well. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, electricity and gas is really a foreign concept for me. Mm. So just honestly, pull up the PDF in your email. Yeah, you'll get invoices. Yep. For your energy bills. Or the app, if they have an app. Yes. You will get a lot of information from those apps or invoices mm. just because they have to, I think they legally have to include it. But um, some things you can look out for is your daily connection fees okay. or other fees. Um, some companies have exit costs. So if you mm. want to uh, stop having a plan with them, you will have to pay a fee. So consider that if you want to move providers. Um, there are also com- off and on peak co- costs. Yes. And that's where you can really leverage yeah. also just, you know, in your current state of electricity or gas, mm. um, putting timers on different appliances. Yeah. Like if you'd put a timer on your washing machine, for example, yep. to start in an off-peak time, I think that could be a really good thing to, like it does, it's not. A, it's so tiny, yeah. but it's, you know, little things add up at time, compound that together with 
you know, smart globes. Yeah. And, you know, making other smart energy savings. Yeah. Turning off lights or PowerPoints. Absolutely. It doesn't hurt. It never hurts. Um, but basically what we suggest doing is, you know, compare off off peak costs and the daily connection fee and really think about this, especially when you're moving and you're setting up electricity for a new property. Because sometimes in the state of urgency, you will make quick decisions that might not be the best, most informed decisions. Yeah. So that's why it's important to shop around as well and consider reviewing your absolutely um, your you know your plans or what you're paying for especially um recently they have put up the prices for a lot of energy plans um in the new financial year so i think that's kind of a good push the what pushed me honestly to just kind of have a look and rewise my energy plan oh very nice Mm. i personally like to do a monthly or quarterly what i call cut Mm. where I'll go through my list of expenses Mm -hmm. and challenge myself to see if I can save, spend or substitute any of them. And that's how I've saved $8,000 a year. And recently I've done that as well with my electricity and I got a credit for my electricity that was equivalent to half a quarter, Mm. um, a a grocery store gift card and a free 12-month subscription to an entertainment streaming service. That's for free. very good. Yeah. Love and a you only had to, yeah, like, you know, look it up online. It actually <laughs> was, much. and this is what kind of annoys me, but to be really careful of, is I didn't even change providers. Oh. I just changed plans. Oh, like within the same provider, but you yeah. downgraded or upgraded or changed? No, so they had like a very specific thing where they were trying to get people to enter into a loyalty program. Okay. And I was okay with that trade-off the value yeah i mean i think that sounds like a pretty good value 12 month free membership i know that's like a hundred dollar over a hundred dollar value but really keep an eye out for any incentives or signing deals yeah anytime you sign up for something back to that initial kind of um consideration Mm -hmm. really think about leverage leverage yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. next one and (laughs) um you can kind of like segue into the telcos from Mm. here Especially like we're talking mostly SIM cards and home internet as well. Mm-hmm. So how much are you paying for that? That's pretty simple. Write, write it, it down. down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and generally utilities and telcos sometimes offer bundles as mm. well. If you are with the same provider, especially with, I think it's mostly with home internet, but it depends. Yes. Or the other way. I think there are some companies that are um, home internet providers, but they also offer electricity and yeah. gas. So think about it. Have a have a bit of a goog. Give it a goog. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a goog. Give it a goog. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Gotta stop it trying to create too many merch. t-shirts. Too too many t-shirts. I, I know. Think we're getting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but really, what we suggest doing, and we're going to break it down into SIM cards and home internet. Mm-hmm. Let's together investigate or play detective on the customer value value you receive Mm -hmm. so what customer value are you currently receiving with your sim card Mm -hmm. and how you can find that out is look at your provider app yep how much data are you actually using yep because you might just be able to downgrade yeah that's what i'm thinking like sometimes you you just have such a big offer and then you use your home internet and you use wi-fi at work or something Mm. and then you just don't end up using all of that so and then you just keep paying for more than you actually use. Absolutely. So, again, cost per use kind of thing. 
Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, even though it's kind of hard to figure out that com- like actual cost per use with a mobile plan, I guess. But, you know, see, maybe you want another plan. You can get downgrade and maybe you can pick something that's actually within yeah. your usage. Maybe, maybe instead of cost per use for this scenario, you're thinking of cost per gigabyte. Yeah, I guess data. kind of because the, you can see those really big jumps between prices when yeah, you go from like ten sure. gigabytes to forty gigabytes to eighty gigabytes, yeah. like that sort of um, scale. Mm. And you know something I've recently tapped into is um, data banking. Mm, that's pretty good. I and think it's like when it rolls over. Absolutely. The next month you haven't used yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, and cool. I didn't really know about that feature till I went looking for it or I probably accidentally ate up all my data and it rolled into it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Well, at least it did roll out into it automatically. So, I would But say what it allows way. you to do is bank up data mm-hmm. and then you can pay less for the amount of data that's coming. Oh, really? Each reset. Oh. So some places let you data bank over, you know, 50 gigabytes, 100 gigabytes. Oh, that's crazy. So you could get away with having a really small monthly allowance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Number two, Nina? is home internet. So I think you do, again, have to have a look at your usage. Mm-hmm. I think the speed is the main kind of thing that telcos sell. So like if you... If you are like an avid gamer, online mm. gamer or something like that, you might want better speed if it's yeah. something that's important to you. For me, like I don't really mind the like the lowest speed. I don't really care. Normally it's okay for me, so I don't really go for that. But maybe if you do use your computer a lot and internet a lot, maybe consider yeah. that. And that's definitely a key consideration. Yeah. But I really challenge you with what I'm going to say, and that's demystifying internet speeds and paying for them (laughs) so i have been with pretty much all three big telcos Mm -hmm. and none of them were able to fix my speed or connection issue Mm. they tried to distribute extenders i had to Mm. pay for them yeah ouch big ouch (laughs) big ouchy yep so what i was introduced to by a friend was to bring my own modem and this wasn't super obvious to me I didn't really know you could do it, um, but I do highly recommend doing some research and consider investing in your own modem, potentially a mesh system. So a mesh system just creates different Wi-Fi points around your house, mm-hmm. makes your internet really quick. And now I pay uh, between 40 and $47 a month for Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's pretty good. Very cheap, 25 yeah. MPS, mm. but my internet can stream multiple devices, can do everything I need to do. Yeah, cool. So maybe do try and downgrade for a bit and see if it's, you know, maybe see if the modem is the issue. Yeah. There could be other reasons. Also, yeah, like really like think about what's the risk of trying a downgrade. Hmm. What's the, the risk of trying out yeah. a substitution? Yeah. And then you can come up then if you, you didn't enjoy it that much <laughs> yet. The other thing that I think is worth mentioning is white lab- labeling. White Ooh, labeling. Yes. I think that's a very popular thing, especially in Australia. There is technically only three networks which is big companies like mm. telstra optus and vodafone i didn't know that and then the smaller companies um basically these big companies will let the little companies rent out rent out their networks oh. and then brand them as their own yeah and that's where you see yeah. all the like kind of dodgy looking yeah weird, <laughs> weird kind weird, of wacky yeah. um you know and not all of them wor- are worth it but i think definitely look at you can sign up bonus 
Um, I know some of them you can get for free, like, you know, three months for free as a sign-up. Yep. So those introductory. Introductory. Those introductory offers. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Definitely worth considering. Mm -hmm. I recently did that for Mm -hmm. a new provider. And to me, it's just worth trialing a substitution. Yeah, again. Because you could potentially be saving, you know, if they're having a really big discount or I'm getting three months free on my mobile. Yeah, that's very That's cool. saving for me, you know, if I hadn't gone through that whole process, I was paying $45 a month times three. Yeah. And now I'm getting three months free and then $21 after that. And yeah. because of data banking and I'm always connected to home internet usually, mm. I don't you mind. Actual benefits. But with white labeling, you know, do your research. Yep. Depends on what company you go They won't tell with. you it's white labeled. No. Um, but they'll tell you what tower it generally yeah. is connected they'll, to. They'll tell you what, which network they're using. Yeah, yeah. And read the terms and conditions if you want to know about the trade-offs. Yeah. Cool. And we'll go into food. So we will, we will be talking about groceries, takeaway, eating out, Uber Eats, restaurants, beverages of sorts. Of sorts. Keeping it vague. (laughs) Yep. Um, So every time that you buy groceries in a month, go through all of those and add it up and see what's the frequency of your grocery shopping Mm. as well. Then do the same with any food that isn't groceries as well. Yes. So takeaways, everything like that. So we're kind of dividing this into the groceries and non-groceries because I think that's just easier to work with sometimes. I, you know, guilty, you know, I'm good to Coles if I forgot to buy lunch and I buy one of their pre-made salads or whatever. Yeah. And I wouldn't consider it groceries, but I would consider it as a, like a takeaway, I guess. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. So, and then write it all down and then kind of put it on an imaginary scale, mm. I would say, of groceries to non-groceries. Yep. So I think the... the scale, if you can kind of see, if you see there is a lot of takeaway and not a lot of groceries see if it's realistic or if it's maybe out of control yeah and this is something I really fell in the trap of Mm. going into the city Um, especially with hybrid working you're like oh I'll just treat myself yeah it's like lunch it's a Friday 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 um (laughs) you know but basically I was falling into this trap of Buying groceries, then letting groceries die in my fridge, having the intention of cooking food, then not cooking food. And it just really came down to, at the end of the day, we are humans. Mm -hmm. We go through peaks and troughs. Yep. Sometimes we have energy. Sometimes we've got an exam. We've got a really busy period at work. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, maybe think about upping your non-groceries and lowering, lowering your groceries. Yep. Or flipping it the other way around if you've got more time. Yeah, I think it's you really have to consider your um, time availability when things come to food. Um, some people just don't have enough time to cook and that's understandable. Cost, mm. so how much you're willing to spend. Maybe you are willing to spend a bit more for something that's a bit more convenient. Um, effort, so absolutely. Are you, do you want to cook for an hour every night, you know, to make a nice dinner? And obviously quality as well. So like, absolutely, you know, some people, I know some people don't really care and they just survive on like freezer meals or like meal prepped food or, you know, like um, ready made meals as well. So, you know, something to consider. And also like with quality, we're also talking about making substitutions with um, brands and the yep. premium you might be paying for the brand. Yep. 
So home brand versus branded. Absolutely. Um, you know, everything. And sometimes much. home brand is better. But we'll go through yeah. that, all the grocery, all the food stuff in a different episode. Yeah. But basically what we want you to get out of the food category is kind of go through all your transactions, like Nina said. Mm-hmm. Two columns, convenience purchases and enjoyable experiences. Yep. Note them all down. And then if it's convenience, consider what resources you could put in to offset that. So some of the common roadblocks that we thought of were struggle, struggling with inspiration on what to cook. Yeah, because sometimes you're just like, what the heck do I even have for dinner? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you could have the same five meals you rotate, you know, yeah. every weeknight. And then- rice, broccoli, chicken, yeah. rice, broccoli, chicken. <laughs> and, you know, that could be not very inspiring, to be honest. Um, you know, some people maybe, you know, maybe watch some TikToks or um, meal prep kits is a good thing as well. Absolutely. Like, you know, there are some big brands out there and they just, you know, have a recipe for you and you're like, oh, well, I don't have to it's think about it. They get delivered out. your re- ingredients and everything. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's something you're willing to pay for. Another one is if you're of the mind, food is fuel, meal prep or pre-made made meals might be the way for you. If organization and knowing what to buy and how to make it and how to get every kind of nutritional requirement, a very cheap way to do it um, is to get an AI tool like ChatGPT to write a meal plan. Meal plan. Meal plan. Meal plan. A meal plan. But we do also really encourage, and we'll go through this in health and wellness, like speaking to a professional as well, if you so wish. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're all for making informed decisions. But say, for example, you want to organize your grocery list, um, and come up with a meal prep meal plan. <laughs> What's up with the meal plan? <laughs> I don't know. I That's don't fine. know. It happens. It happens. Absolutely. But yeah, ChatGPT is a great tool to actually write for specific goals as well. Because um, I have done that with you know when I was going to the gym very frequently. Mm. I wanted to grow muscle. I was like, write me high protein meal prep. Yeah. Um, high protein, low carb, or whatever. So it'll just offer me options or like specific diet, keto, vegetarian, vegan, anything. Absolutely. Or if you want to, you know, have different quantities um, and things like that. But what we'll do is we'll jump into the next thing, which is transport. Yes. So transport, we're going to be talking about public transport, Mm. some ride trade services and vehicle expenses as well. The most expensive thing. It's kind of like kind of weird how... How much do you use transport and how much, how little do you think about it? I know. We really underrate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. so. Under, it, like, who, who thinks to, you know, look at how much their car insurance costs them a week or, or a mm. day? Well, sometimes you pay them weekly, I think. Is it? Or some of them with car insurance, you have the option to pay annually and you get yeah. a discount, but then you don't really think about what that means for you. Yeah, I guess. But consider what transport you use. So mm-hmm. do you use a mix of public transport and your own car or, you know, whatever. And write down all related expenses. So expenses. Expensive. It Fancy. is expensive. Expensive. Um, but expensive. we are talking <laughs> annually, quarterly, monthly and weekly. So, you know, if it's car rego, if it's insurance or whatever you pay with whatever frequency. Yeah. Also, don't forget about tolls, car servicing, pro rata that. Look yep. at what you paid before petrol and things like that for me i calculated it cost me 76 dollars a week on average to keep a car in a functional state oh jesus that's crazy i'm really glad i don't own one and that's one of the things where we're like you know i live in the suburbs nina lives closer to the city 
that's a trade-off. Yes. So, so I pay more for rent. But, but you don't I have a car. don't drive because exactly. I use public transport. Yeah. Absolutely. So really think about that also when it comes back to housing. But with vehicles, you know, we recommend going through the app store or the equivalent in Samsung where iPhone users. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but really looking at petrol monitoring apps, yes. um, anything that has a logbook attached to it. Yep. If you need to track that or claim that as a tax deduction, mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. Obviously, consult a professional. Yeah, with logbook stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But with public transport, since I'm an expert, I guess, <laughs> I only use public transport, but um, consider using a transport card. I know a lot of places you can now just tap with your credit card and, or like debit card or whatever, but consider using a transport card. So in Sydney, it'll be Opal or if you're in Victoria, it's Mikey or whatever. Um, it's easier to actually track your trips mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you can see your expenses way better. So you can see how much actually trips cost. You can actually see how much it would cost if you were to travel from one point to another. Could That's, you? Yeah. If you go on your Opal app, you can actually uh-huh. predict like how much it's going to cost. I thought so they just gave estimates. No. I mean, I think, I think it is. If you put in exact stops, okay. it will calculate. Cool. But it's a good thing to consider. Um, with travel cards as well, I guess public transport in general, there's also off-peak travel times. Mm-hmm. So normally, obviously, you know, when everyone's going traveling to work, it's a bit more expensive to travel. Or, you know, if you're traveling during the day, like in the afternoon, yeah. it's cheaper. Weekend fares are also cheaper. Um, if it's not really far, I'd just offer, you know, just to go for a walk. Yeah. Know? It takes me maybe about 10 minutes to get to work by bus, but I do a walk and it's like about 30 minutes and it's just a nice morning kind of routine and I try and walk most good of the time. Good for your health. Yeah, good for your health as well. <laughs> so many trade-offs. And I think also something to think about is if you're doing a group thing with your friends or family, think about, you know, whether it's cheaper to get a Uber ra- together. Yeah, yeah. A ride share Apple. experience. Sometimes they offer deals or discounts that yeah. work out to be cheaper. And you can even split it in the app straight away. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you don't like have to, one. you know, transfer each other $3 for a ride. <laughs> uh, but um, if you also live in a cycle-friendly area, I know like a lot of inner city areas are, consider buying a bike as well. I know yeah. there is a big community of bikers, at least in Sydney. But, you know, they get kind of a bad rep. But if you do it safely, you can do it well. So... If I need to get fitter to get a bike. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not that hard. You can get an electric one and it's quite easy. Bring so. back razor scooters. <laughs> I don't think Nina would know uh, what that means. Uh, no, I think I do. You know the kitty bikes? Kitty yeah, scooters? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I used to always hit my ankle and get really bad yeah, injuries oh. from that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, bike and stuff, we're going to segue into talking about health. Health and wellness. Yeah, health and wellness section. So. We're going to be talking gym, all of your, you know, weird stuff like contact lenses. That's what I'm, one of mine, <laughs> um, your medication, your health appointments of sorts. Yeah. And this is really hard to estimate. Yeah. For the Especially most part. things like health appointments, like GP yeah. appointments, because it could be just like as a necessary uh, expense. But what we suggest, and you're completely right, Nina, what we suggest doing is thinking about any personal health challenges you might be facing write them down yes and basically consider creating a sort of fund mm-hmm. to pay for those things yeah. normally it's an emergency fund so something yeah. that would have four different sorts of emergencies not just health but. yeah but I think we've both experienced that like for me I had to get a retainer because I grind my teeth in my sleep 
Mm. $800. Yeah. But because I, you know, was a bit proactive with considering the Medicare levy versus mm-hmm. private health, um, I found the return on investment was quite good for me with that in that particular scenario yeah. where I got $500 back and only had to pay $300 out of pocket. That's pretty good. So we really encourage people to consider their own personal health circumstances yeah. health circumstances, and find out what your what consumer value, value you are receiving out of the Medicare levy mm-hmm. and then also the private health yeah. um, opportunities out there and make an informed decision, speak mm-hmm. to a professional, financial advisor if you yep. really want personalized advice yeah especially around tax things and li- absolutely and offsets and everything like that I give you know it's always good to at least be informed so mm-hmm. do a google search i'm sure the ato and other sites have really good stuff out there too yeah and a good thing about private health insurance as well a lot of them will offer you benefits so there are yeah. some sort of points like i have a health insurance and I actually got this Apple Watch for nice. free because like I was that. collecting points. It took me a year, but it was free. So I'll take yes. that. And I don't know if it was like a worthwhile return on investment, but it was a nice bonus, you know? Yes. And I think that's, you know, different scenarios, especially if you are, you know, living in Australia and you're from a different country as well. Yes, that's a very tricky experience because you'll have to pay for a specific type of health insurance that's more expensive and it's a requirement yes. apparently so you have to pay yeah otherwise you're not legally please do your own research yes. <laughs> also you know um very tricky thing M- maybe check your visa conditions and everything like that to absolutely make sure that you're paying for it but i'm sure you know it already yeah, but really think about the trade-offs with different things like that but you know when we're talking about things like gym and other memberships once again cost per use like yep. we said before if membership is $20 a week and you go one day a week, that's $20 per visit. If yep. two days a week, it's $10 per visit. Four days is $5 a visit. So really think about the value you are getting. Absolutely. If, if you're like me and you had multiple gym memberships because you were trying to, you know. <laughs> get fit. Get shred fit. Shred for the summer. Shred for the, you know, hot girl summer. Yeah. And you're not fair. leveraging them. Honestly, you're not going to use it exit fee think about what's going to empower you for health and wellness maybe it's going to a class or signing up for something specific maybe it's downgrading a membership or you know bring a friend kind of situation but really think about that yeah I think those are all worthwhile things to consider but um we will go to our last category which is entertainment yes 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 so we're gonna talk about the music apps all your memberships of other sorts, not mm. just the gym one. Uh, software subscriptions, app or storage subscriptions, all of that will count. Yes, write it down, all of yes. them. And, you know, go through your app store subscriptions. Yes, that's a hidden one. Sometimes people pay with PayPal as well. That's kind of a, Ooh, yeah. kind of a weird one. But, um, yeah, get all the other ways where you can pay for things. Microsoft, and, stuff yeah. like that. Like, write it all down. Yes. And then from that list. and. You'll think, you'll think you are only paying for <laughs> two or three things and then you'll have a list of 10 plus and, and like, you'll be oh, like, no. oh no, why am I paying for all this stuff? Yep. So we <laughs> had that kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there. Personal. what could you pause yeah. on that list? What's something that you haven't been using in a while and you kind of considering, hey, maybe I could live without it for a bit. Just to say. Yeah. You know, just for, you know, giggles. Yeah. Sometimes maybe you some you can cancel something even 
if you use something else more often. Yeah. Let's say I don't really watch a lot of binge, but I watch a lot of Stan. So I might just keep a Stan and kind substitute. Of yes. Dave Spindle um, substitute. Again, the trial periods is an important one. Make sure mm. you like, keep track of them in a calendar. That's, you know, a very hefty hack over there. Yeah, we love that one. Yeah. I've I've been hit too often with that kind of out of trial <laughs> period annual res- subscription. Yeah, and they'll charge you like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, for it's an happened annual. to me with so many software subscriptions. Yeah. But the annual ones actually can save you some money if you do subscribe annually. Yeah. So something to, you know, keep in mind if you do want to subscribe to something, maybe mm. consider an annual if you know that you're going to use it for that amount of time. And also like... Depending on who you are in your circumstances, mm-hmm. consider student discounts, consider seniors discounts, consider yep. family deals where you can go into something. On the family plan, yeah. Yeah, you could even do it with a group of friends and get one person to pay for it and transfer it them for the entire year. Yep. So it's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, make sure Calculate you... Calculate cost per use again. Something Absolutely. like a Netflix subscription that you might be watching once a month. Is it worth paying? 17 dollars a month. Per movie. You just watch one movie. Mm, just go into the Think cinema. about it. That could be a really nice lunch. Yeah. Something to buy <laughs> instead. You already budgeted for it, so it's free. Um, <laughs> but yes, again, consider if the value outweighs the cost. And Absolutely. it's something that we keep coming back to. But hopefully that kind of summarizes all of the expenses. Yeah. And how to cut them down. So imagine Absolutely. if you go through one of these categories per week mm-hmm. or you know even every two weeks you just kind of sit down and you're like oh what can I cut out today <laughs> yeah. what's what's you know it's, challenge yourself think about it as gardening your budget garden <laughs> and you just keep cutting off the branches that you you know I don't know um just weeding you know weeds that <laughs> stuff keep, with this gardening <laughs> what a metaphor but keep you from you know building your bonsai tree of your budgeting goals or financial goals. You really went, went, I for, really that, went for it. But, that one. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, take it one thing at a time. I know it could be a bit overwhelming, but yeah. again, maybe do a monthly cut like Sarah does, you know, I once really, a month, sit down. Yeah. And, yeah, I really challenge yourself to go through, have that list of expenses and check okay. it, revise it every yep. month because it might change, prices go up, prices yep. go down, mm-hmm. you get rid of stuff, you keep stuff. You add stuff. Mm. And when you add stuff, substitute. Take yep. something off your plate. Yep. Don't keep adding more and more and more and more. <laughs> and, yeah, we really hope that you feel empowered and encouraged to cut down on your expenses. Yeah. And we are actually thinking about creating a safe spend substitute worksheet for you. Yep. So, um, like, you know, kind of a – we don't really know what sort of – kind of format it will be in but we are thinking of creating a tool for you to help decide what to spend save or substitute yeah how to actually strategize it with some real techniques yes so if you do want that on spotify we have a question box yes question answer q a whatever and you can let us know there if you would like us to make one Mm -hmm. or dm us on instagram if you're listening somewhere else um Big thank you for listening Huge to us. thank you. We are a small, small little bunch and we love when you review us yeah. and you give us a rating. That helps us a lot. And honestly, we fangirl every time we receive a comment or a message or a, yeah. Yeah, it just makes us feel really good that we're doing something meaningful that yeah. people we love are enjoying. Feedback. Absolutely. And, you know, again, 
life is expensive. Oh yeah. Take it one thing at a time. It doesn't have to be your massive life change, budgeting, you know, cut down subscriptions, whatever. Fix it all in one day. Yes. And it's little not crumbs like, and slices. Never likes works like that. Yes. Little crumbs and slices. <laughs> that's how it does. Gotta trademark all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There's so many things we can put on a t-shirt. But yeah, and we hope you join us uh, in a fortnight for the next money break. Yes. See you then.